0: fun time of year where uh, it, it gets dark real early uh, for for some reason that none of us will ever understand, given that we're really not an agricultural country anymore. um, eh, I say don't, that. Don't, don't, don't tempt me. I've, I've gotten angry for 40 <laughs> minutes about this before, and we'll do it again. I know. I know.
1: Yeah. We don't have time to talk about
0: uh time. Well, but but if we did wanna do that, we could at least kind of cut down on dinner time tonight by, by going and, and getting dinner from, from one of the many fine chain restaurants that have sort of streamlined food operations.
1: Yeah, I, it actually reminds me, I was gonna say a good start. I, I, I've been getting emails from uh, Popeyes about the new hottie sauce and hottie meals, targeted emails and ads. The nearest Popeyes to me is now a more than three-hour drive, <laughs> which makes me that is phenomenal. Even more sad. But uh, Pier- um, so Pierce yeah, I can't gave eat Popeyes, but well, Pierce
0: gave a skeptical look, and, and uh, I think we should just pause for a second and explain that. This is one of this is one of the new wave of sort of branded meals that uh, fast food places are doing in conjunction uh, with. It seems particularly with hip hop artists. So, like McDonald's uh, had the meal for you know for the guy whose concert killed a bunch of people, <laughs> um, and uh, Popeyes Popeyes has linked arms with megan the stallion Mm
1: -hmm. to
0: to do uh, a branded not a meal but a sauce called hottie sauce which i don't want to spoil anything for anyone it's just this existing sweet heat sauce really it maybe is kicked up a little bit um it's still good though uh and uh, so uh,
1: but and you can get it all around the country but not I mean, here. I, yeah, unless you're in Bend, <laughs> Oregon.
0: Mm-hmm. But that is, you know, that that is the benefit of the chain restaurant. I mean, we we just we lived through a whole presidential term of, of a person who strongly supports chain restaurants for for that exact reason, for that standardization. Um, but. We were talking uh, about... I, f- I forget what the exact place was, but we started talking recently about like how narrow you can get before something is no longer a chain
2: yeah i mean part of this is i I, this this group of folks has has never seen a thing that we felt like we couldn't define in some just unnecessary and often arbitrary way but but i think part of it is and we just kind of said the best thing you can say about a a chain restaurant and and certainly certain chains you know internationally you can you can trumpet the fact that there is consistently consistency for certain ones you know even across the you know you can get a good bathroom a decent cup of coffee and and something that will tide you over until you figure out what those signs say and and why i didn't prepare better so now i'm eating you know a, a mcmuffin or something um so so yeah there's the consistency but there's also um i, I know that one thing i i shared with you all uh a while back is that um Dreamland barbecue which which we are fans of here um they have some they have uh multiple locations outside the state of Alabama and i think one thing that i proposed to you all is is that now a chain and you know in and of itself this shouldn't necessarily be bad but the idea of chain carries a, a, a connotation i mean max uh, if, if I told you now it doesn't exist anymore, but if if the roast beef place in in the Newburyport area that mm. you were so fond of, if if they all of a sudden had a location in, um, you know, Florida and another one in North Carolina, <laughs> would that detract from your en- enjoyment? Wait, so- or, or how about or how about New Hampshire and Maine? If they also had locations yeah. there, would that detract? That from makes your enjoyment? more sense. I think
1: um, <laughs> I think, the think other that two should. I think there is a connotation about a chain in general that makes it feel a little bit less genuine, maybe a little bit less local focused and honestly a little less special. It actually reminds me of a a very funny story. There is no need for a hypothetical because this actually happened um, years ago. Sean is making an eyes, but he should remember this. Um, It was about a month apart. I went to, during college, I went to visit my friend, Stuart, who was going to Harvard University in, in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and he Never took me to it. a local, he took me to a local burrito and, coffee, and and taco place that was delightful, it was very good, um, and I loved it, he was like, yeah, this is the local, you know, burrito and taco place, I was like, this is great. Fast forward one month later, right before Christmas, and I drove down with our very own Sean to New Orleans, his hometown... And he took me to a local burrito and taco place, and I said, "This is a chain." <laughs> and he got pretty defensive and said, "No, it's no, it's not." And we looked it up, and it, it, there are. I, can you remember the name? I would, you you will know it. There are two well, locations. There is no, one in Cambridge, no, Massachusetts.
0: No, there are three locations. There was a third of Felipe's Taqueria. There oh, is one been there. in. There is one in the French Quarter in New Orleans. There is one just off of Claiborne Avenue, very close to where I went to high school. And then there is one, I believe, in Harvard Square.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Which. So so there is no. That's the hypothetical that actually happened. And and Sean, yeah, I think he was a little defensive. He said, "No, this is my local taco burrito place." I said, "Sean, I think this is a chain."
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and the funny. So the funny thing about that one is. To this day, I I still don't know if that's really I, a chain.
1: Exactly. And the origins yeah. of that, because I think it comes down to the origins. I think, I think chains have a desire to expand as a business. Mm-hmm. Whereas Felipe's is an interesting story where I believe, I don't want to get it wrong, but I believe it was a family member that loved the restaurant and started the other one where they lived. But not necessarily with an intention of spreading Felipe's as a business, but basically like, I want to use this name, but open my own taco and burrito place. I'm not sure. So yeah, I don't don't know.
2: Here's here's the thing that I realize here is that, you know, we just talked about consistency for change, which is a lot of times the biggest thing they have. They have the scale, they can be consistent, but with local places, there is a certain character. And what I would point to is is if you take that character and put it elsewhere, even if it's across town, it somehow feels like, I think in some ways, a betrayal it, or or just like you're trying to her Here's an example I would give you. Uh, I have frequently been to a place of late that has pennants and, and weird photos and, and all this junk on the wall. It is Manuel's Tavern in in Atlanta and it is beloved. It is wonderful. I like going there. If you take that effect and you put it all over the place uh, across the United States, it becomes an Applebee's all of a sudden. And that is a totally... Now, there are some things involved. But, like, that character, when you take it across all these other places, every time you multiply it, it takes away from from the original. So I think there's something about, like, the Felipe's, which has three locations. It, it's like it gets into this weird thing of, like, we want the local character but we also want some consistency, but each time we replicate, you, you kind of take away from it in, in a certain regard.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, manuals is a delightful place, uh, but you also totally could not transport that all over the country. I think there are several states where it might be illegal to have a, a painting of JFK over the bar. Um, mm-hmm. But, But yeah... You know, Pierce, you you brought something up before we started recording, which I'm I'm finding more interesting the more we talk about this, which is like a chain is not necessarily synonymous with something that has a franchise model, but Mm -hmm. I do think that once you have a franchise model, you are by definition a chain.
2: and, and the best way to I think explain my thought with this is by this place called Citizen Burger, which I think originally is in Charlottesville. They seem to have a location now in the Richmond area. They did have one in the Arlington, Virginia area. So it's a two. This is important. It's about a two-hour, two and a half-hour drive from from Charlottesville. My understanding is that the owner wanted to be very active. You know, wanted to be an active owner, a consistent owner across these these two locations ended up closing the Arlington one because that was just a drive that was inconvenient. So like, it's hard for me to call that a chain because I realized that no, this is like one person who is trying to be consistent and own it uh, across the board. Um, so uh, another example, another burger place is, is big buns uh, beloved by me. Um, and they have a number, they have a few locations in the DC area. They're a lot closer together and it's very clear that they are like, Everything they do at one, they're doing all of them as best they can. Yeah, they're in different spots, but it's like there is a continuity and it's it's like a grove of trees as opposed to like, uh, you know, uh, you know, these these plantings that you throw all over the place. Like it's kind of a a close, uh, you know, single single minded being with, you know, some variations from from spot to spot, I think. But yeah, a franchise so- is is obviously, like, you give someone, like, a foundation, or, or even, you know, with Christmas coming, an artificial tree, and they're the same artificial trees, but then you put your own adornments on it.
0: And, and that goes back to what you were saying before about a desire to expand. Like Once you start franchising, the whole point of franchising is bringing other people from outside into the fold mm-hmm. and letting them grow the business by opening new locations that yeah they own but are are under a larger corporate umbrella yeah and 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 when you
2: make something a franchise i think that and this isn't this is not necessarily bad or good we this is this this is the business this is the society we've chosen um when you make something a franchise all of a sudden it's, it's less the the product, what you put on people's plates that is the business model. It's the framework that is the business model. It is the brand that is the business model. And I think that's where some of my, I don't know that I like this comes from because it's like you are now, the, the owner of the restaurant is less... I, Theoretically, less concerned with the contents of the burgers and more like what is our growth? What is our year over year? You know, how do we how do we shore up our supply chain? Stuff like that
0: so that we can scale. Well, and that's that's why I'm, I'm interested in in the idea. Uh, that's why I'm interested in Dreamland, which is truly one of my favorite places to eat in the entire United States and it's one of
1: my favorite places to eat in the entire united states and i've been there once
0: (laughs) wait till you learn that the ribs are made of pork and not beef
1: well i did learn that i just i I didn't know that last time i ate them
0: but anyway like uh, by i in so many ways by almost any kind of reasonable metric definition metric based definition like that would be a chain there's probably five plus locations at this point it's in several cities across multiple states and yet like i i don't know maybe i don't know enough about how how those businesses are run to determine whether or not it's a chain
1: I t it's hard to say so i'm curious like what maybe we don't have an answer to this but if it's if it's not a chain What is the relationship between those restaurants? And the example I would bring up is I know I I worked at a restaurant in high school and the owner and head chef bought another restaurant in the next town over, but did not adopt the name to be the same, shared some menu items, but most were different. It was the same staff, but they referred to it as their sister restaurant. And so I'm curious if if that's because that's not a chain.
0: That, my friend, is the beginning of what you call a restaurant group. Whoa! Oh, now speaking, speaking of being
1: arena,
2: where the business model has, <laughs> has 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 become something. I, I mean, I believe,
1: I believe Hooters is a restaurant group. Um, a member no. of a restaurant group with other restaurants.
2: <laughs> um, also, just for those playing at home, it seems that Dreamland has about ten locations, including. <sighs> Oh, shit. In Florida. Yeah.
1: All right. Yeah, it's a chain. Oh, they're in Florida. They're a chain.
2: Damn. Damn. Yeah.
1: Do they have any airport or mall locations? <laughs> yeah,
2: that That's... that's, Run, that's uh,
1: a- uh, Managed by uh, HMS Host. <laughs> that's a sure sign of a Actually, chain.
0: Actually, you know... No, no, I'm I'm really glad you said that because that made me think of uh, an, an example that is, is near to Pierce... That I don't mm-hmm. think has terribly many locations, but one of them is in the airport, and that is the Varsity. Is the Varsity oh. a chain?
2: I mean, I, we could I, I could look it up, but but there's something like, I want to
0: say. There's two, two, maybe three, uh, you know, non airport Atlanta locations.
2: Can you get Can you get beignets in the in the airport in, yes.
0: in New Orleans? And okay, in at well, least one mall. Yeah. Well like there's there's a point where I think something, There are also several but, beignet places, but but you are referring to Cafe Dumont and yes. Yeah. You can get yeah. Cafe Dumont at the airport and at so, malls. I think I
2: think there's a part where you know, we are talking a lot about restaurants. I think another good example is Ace Harbor, where each one is mm. really their own thing and it becomes again, when you franchise sometimes the brand name is is the business model and, and so you you kinda hold that up. They do Give you access to certain things but you can be very unique there is a part of this where restaurants can can kind of transcend um you know chains and stuff where it's like this is a local institution and so you associate it with place i mean i think the varsity is is a good example it's it is you know a a, a thing that that is is thought of and apparently the varsity has a number of locations five um, of them but,
1: five is the yeah. number
2: yeah. And there there actually used to be one right by where I now live, but now it is a, 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 a like a storage place where mm. you can rent storage space. But um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I think that maybe we have the institutional exception where it's like. Yes, you are you are such a uh, a stalwart in the community that you have these locations. But still, I mean, the the way it's run in the airport is obviously different than how it's run in a terrestrial space.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that could be different. It reminds me of like Pizzeria Regina in Boston, where I think they probably have at least five locations, including, you know, probably in the airport. But if someone says, oh, we're going to Pizzeria Regina, you know, they're talking about the original location um you
0: certainly know they're not going to the fucking airport
1: yeah Yeah. exactly um and there's also a question of like are they offering the entire menu obviously it's very different but like if you go if you think about dunkin donuts they now have at at airports i've seen basically a little like dunkin donuts stall where you can maybe get like some donuts and coffee but it's not a full location but it still has their name, and then you go even further where you have places that say like, "We proudly serve Starbucks coffee." Yeah, and it's like, well, that's not a Starbucks cafe. No, of course it's you, not. You've gone even so far as to say they're just selling the product that is Starbucks food at that point or coffee. Yeah, uh,
2: but but I, I feel like we're we're circling around it, but maybe not getting to it. it it's it's more when do these places become a chain. And and maybe franchises is not even the right way because if you have one in the airport and you have four locally, obviously there are going to be some some disparities. I mean, if you can keep that all together and keep it so everything feels the same, that's that's impressive. But also if you have five and you're trying to all make them the same, um maybe maybe that's actually where it becomes a a, a chain. If you have like basically uh, an SOP for for how you uh, you know s- you know set up your register or or how you always cook the fries or or something like that that is that is more written down than learned is that where it starts to get weird I mean that's
0: hard for me to say as someone who's never been in an industry I don't I don't think I, that I, that one's not right if I've learned anything from watching dozens of hours of you know, kitchen nightmares and bar rescue. It's that you always have your processes codified because relying on passed down learning is a great way to fuck up your whole business. Um You know, but yeah, I don't know. It, it really is a tough, thing. I don't think there's, I don't know that there really is an easy way to, To describe it because like if you know if Fred's restaurant wants to open a second location across town like Fred's 2 you're probably trying to make as close to you know the original Fred's as possible but like I don't is that a chain is can can something with only two locations be a chain do you have to get to three or five do you have to go into a different city yeah, I, I
2: think I think for me, is that, you know, restaurants. I, I think what's the goal of a restaurant? A, a goal of a restaurant is is within their chosen cuisine to put forth the 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 best the best meal that they they can. You know, what whatever they've chosen, their their, their product is what's on your plate. I think when something becomes a chain, it's when whoever the leader of that says that that my focus that's great that's fine but their focus is growth like really you know nice restaurants you know however you want to find that i don't think their their focus is necessarily to uh like i mean michelin-starred restaurants i don't think their focus is to open more
0: locations max were you making the I... same face that i was making which is that a restaurant is a business and so the goal of every restaurant is to make money
1: basically i mean you're either or you're saying oh independent restaurants are more like not morally corrupt and not capital I, i don't think that has anything to do with it i mean i think that yeah if if a if a restaurant is trying to go into chain territory and expand they're probably focused on the business aspect of it i think plenty of people open standalone restaurants as a business venture and then some may open it as a hobby, I think the ones that are as a hobby or a, or a passion usually fail <laughs> with the exception mm-hmm. of maybe some some chef's table episode features or Michelin star restaurants. Sure. I, I don't think that there's a general rule there to Sean's point that a that a restaurant isn't operating. It, if it's operating as a business, it becomes a, a chain like I, there's there's focuses on yep. successful business that it, I don't know.
0: Right, you don't... If you open a catfish place and you make excellent catfish and people say... You know, people come from across town to eat your catfish and they say, this is so good, I wish I could have it close by me. And you then open a second catfish joint. It's not because, like... The world is going to be deprived Of your catfish It's because you have a business opportunity
2: Yeah and and I think that That is where the gray air comes from If you open that second location It's I'm opening a second location I am still making money off of serving Catfish dinners If I open a second Citizen Burger I am still thinking that It is not i want to look for growth opportunities to open more citizen burgers because that is how i am making money if if the venture is to make money and that's fine um it's it's more like which product is the one that i'm looking to make money off of i think when that framework changes is is kind of where i think oh oh this is a chain and again from the food to the brand. yeah from the food to the Mm. brand or the framework of like hey here's a really good business opportunity you invest in opening a Rocklands in Tampa mm-hmm. or we'll I said that. Rocklands because I looked that up it meant dreamland um, but mm. hey if you want to open up a Rocklands in, in Tampa you know talk to me because I would I would support that <laughs> except for going yeah. to Tampa
1: I I don't hate that little I I don't know if you'd call it a rule but that does sort of imply that places like pizzeria Regina and the varsity are in fact chains because they are without a doubt using their brand to sell something in places like airports. Yeah.
0: Oh, any place that opens in an airport. the the way the way that airport restaurant contracts work is that you sign a contract with Sodexo or you know um, Aramark or whoever provides the food service at the airport, and you you i think do some training and and mm-hmm. you give them your brand and your menu but that facility you know that location is operated in no part by your corporate management it is wholly under the yeah. airport. Regina is not making that that this pizza anymore. It helps to it, this ha- <laughs> it, it, I realized finally 25 minutes in that it may have been marginally helpful in this to to have someone acknowledge the fact that they are related to to someone who is a restaurant consultant who has been an owner of a local ish restaurant chain before
2: i was kind of waiting for you to bring it up but i didn't know if we were keeping that under
0: under wraps but yeah you would seemingly have some 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 uh callback yeah um so yeah i mean i think i i certainly think the varsity is is a chain especially now that i know that there are, are five locations uh Yeah. Max, you, you kind of backed into what I would say
2: is, is the, maybe the best way. And the the thing that irritates me most about places is when your product becomes your brand. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that this is the time we live in. Everything, everything is a brand, but that is, isn't that the thing that we always notice be like, you know, they're so focused on their branding. I feel like the quality has really dropped off. And you can say that about Anything, it's like you know this isn't as good as it used to be, and I feel like it, it anymore. It feels like we're associating with that, with the focus on the brand and, and the marketing, and I, I think that's as, as good a way as any, and it, it does tie in with the your product is no longer what the consumer mm-hmm. is holding; it's what the consumer is thinking.
1: Yeah, and that and that would put a pretty, pretty fine line on the fact that a place like Pizzeria Regina is a chain. Whereas a place like um, Dreamland may not, in fact, be. I haven't been to each location, but 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 it it is no. I I think. <laughs> oh wait, I think wait we so can this accept, one in Florida, never mind. I no, think we is, can accept
0: it is. that it is, and that's. But we can also accept that that like that that's okay. Calling you can expand based on your brand and still make really good
1: food. I, I mean, I I didn't go. Yeah. Did I just not mention Popeyes at the beginning of the show? Right. <laughs> but, he, like you know,
0: Dreamland, the original Dreamland is this shack off the highway in Tuscaloosa. And mm-hmm. I didn't go there. I mean, that was, I don't know, that might have been the second Dreamland I went to. Uh, but it definitely was not my initial Dreamland experience, and it, in fact, is very different from from the others that have have sprung up around it. You know, I I I I am most familiar with the location in Mobile, uh, which has all sorts of things that are not on the menu in Tuscaloosa. The menu in Tuscaloosa is basically just ribs and sides. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's <laughs> it's delightful. I have nothing nothing to say negative about it. No, not at all. But the last time I was in uh, the last time I, I went through Mobile and went to the one there, like I could get fried okra. I was like that. That's not there. You know, B- Big John didn't didn't dream that up when he opened the first <laughs> Dreamland in in the shack in Tuscaloosa in sixties or whatever. So yeah. like you know, it's not a A chain is not a death sentence it's not a dirty word i grew up i think in some ways feeling like it was because there was a fair amount of you know there is a a fair amount of restaurant snobbery in new orleans that i have not totally shaken off even Mm -hmm. as i am counting down to being 30 goddamn years old but uh but like there's I feel God tonight in this Chili's, man. Like that—that's real. There's there's beauty in an outback steakhouse. Yeah,
2: and and it can always be yours. It can always be that the people who work there care about you. In which case, a local place can be any old place. Um, so, hey, yeah, I have no issues with that.
0: I am glad that we didn't spend half an hour talking about this and and come, just come back to at the end to Potter Stewart and say, "I know it when I see it."
2: Yeah, because that's that's too easy to do, and I feel like we often often are able to do that.
0: Well, we could have just yeah, if if we were going to wind up there, we could have just saved everybody twenty minutes. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a ride, and, but and exactly this is why we're unique. Exactly, and since since listener, you have uh, been been so so kind and and so brave to hang in there with us, you know, I think it's time for you to get a little treat. Uh, here, here's your reward. It's Pierce's sorry. Yeah, so um, I I was
2: listening to a podcast earlier and had to do with food fads. It was a Stuff You Should Know one, and they went through and they talked about TV dinners and gel molds, and then they got to one on slow cookers, um, and I had this moment of, of just kind of glumness because I realized... Um, you know, unfortunately, there was a time when I p- went to my search engine of choice and, and typed in, can I leave the slow cooker on all day? And this failure of logic was was bad because, like, of course you can. That's that's the point of them is is you can leave them on so that when you're gone and cook them, it's 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 very it's it's, it's supposed to be safe. It's supposed to be for that as opposed to be leaving your stove on or, or something like that. I am sorry, really, because in searching for that and seeing all the answers, I'm sorry that we have wasted so much internet time to failures in logic like that. It's like, yes, this is the the purpose for this thing. And like every time you get one, there's a manual and it probably says in there it's safe or like. You know, be it careful almost
1: certainly says it's not but but like but, we should know, know,
2: we should know you that know what this, <laughs> this is probably fine. it's basically a radiator with food in it that's what it is the radiator can be on and, and buzz' in. it's fine but so much internet space was wasted asking this same question and I'm I'm sorry for being part of that just you know the these sheep out here because that's
1: You know, ask better questions. Oh, if you're apologizing for wasting space on the internet, we should probably wrap this up real quick. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something
0: different, which is how, you know, how dare anyone wonder whether it's, you know, a good idea to run their dryer when they're not at home. It's not. Oh, well, yeah, because a lot of people have also Google. Hey, what's the what's the
2: fuzzy stuff that keeps coming out? What do I do about that? Like that's that's the thing is is we just spent however long going through a logical process, and I think that's good. I think that that's that's helpful. But so often we rely and ask these. You know, questions. If you just thought through it, you could you could get an answer. But instead, we're like, "This is easy. This is this is
0: what teachers said about spell check. Spell check is different. Words can be hard." You're coming dangerously close to recommending to the six people listening to this podcast that uh, that they should should take our example as as like a good way to live their life and solve problems. And that's just that's. Horrible advice. We
2: are solving paradoxes. Whether or not you should leave the slow cooker on is
0: not a paradox. It is made for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh now that we've done whatever that was, uh we'll we'll close the show with a, a big idea from pop culture. And I I'm I'm sad I had I have two sort of podcast related things. Uh, that, that I want to talk about, one of which I am going to listen to, one of which I am making, but neither of those is, is quite cooked uh, in time for this pod. So instead, I will ask, do you know how I live my life? Um, I, I mean, generally, yes. I, I'm not sure you do, because the answer is a quarter mile at a time. Had a big uh, had a big few days of sort of car related stuff. Uh, I, I I went to a, a social gathering that was constructed around uh, sitting in the backyard and watching on a projector uh, the NASCAR race that day uh, because it was oh. the final race of the season and uh, Richmond Fifth area seasons? native Richmond area <laughs> native Denny Hamlin uh, was in in the running to to claim the championship instead it was won by the guy who said the n-word on the twitch stream last year so that was great uh but i have also used uh some some strategically positioned uh nights where emily has had a bunch of work to do or uh friends were going to a, a concert that i i did not especially want to attend Uh, to watch uh, for the first time in my life several of the Fast and Furious movies oh (laughs) and that's a choice and let me tell you my brother it is a great choice (laughs) oh my gosh I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna do it but I'm glad you enjoyed it we did a whole blog post about Nicolas Cage movies that are on Netflix Am i i am certain in my heart of hearts deep in the marrow of my bones that every single one of those movies makes too fast too furious yes of course spelled with numbers uh <laughs> look like the godfather part two <laughs> that is a oh, strong
1: no. statement i of
0: course these are not good movies but if you're going to the Fast and the Furious series for good movies, you're the sucker. You're if, a chump re- for that.
2: If, if I recall correctly, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, you know, kind of answers this question for us, which is, what you're going to do, act a fool, which I believe is is like a lead single from the movie that Ludacris <laughs> did for the movie. <laughs>
0: They crash a car onto a fucking yacht. It's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I've, I've watched the I have now seen the first three, not the first three movies released, the first three chronological movies. The only two, uh, the only one that I had ever seen previously was Tokyo Drift, which is the third, uh, the third movie released. But, you know, in, in sort of Star Wars fashion, actually is out of timeline with the, the rest of the movies. Uh, but I just I thought it was interesting uh, to, to see uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel in the news today, uh, not today, but um, earlier this week, uh, calling The Rock his little brother. Uh, in a world where they have to do camera tricks like it's Lord of the Rings to make him look like he's the same size as The Rock. Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of reverse Lord of the Rings. Right, it is. You have That's to make these true. look smaller. No, we have to make these look the same size. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. Fast and Furious uh, is is a very bad movie, but it's a good time. There's some there's some mistaken identity stuff which is fun and you know you you get to you get to pour one out uh, you get to pour a corona out for Paul Walker so that's kind of fun too uh, yeah so if you find yourself with uh, with idle idle time and a, a peacock subscription I suppose uh, because that's that's where at least uh, I everything from fast and furious on is uh you know i, I would argue there are, are worse ways to spend your time so you know a ringing endorsement from me for the fast and furious series um okay well uh, that is the end of the show you can find us at our home on the web at www.prettyokaypod.com or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice If you do that, please tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. Thanks for listening, familia. Bye. Bye.